Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you knew Jordan Love would have the best game of his career in his playoff debut. Maybe you knew the youngest team in the NFL would go into AT&T Stadium and hand the Packers, hand the Packers, hand the Packers fans one of the best victories they've had in years. Maybe you knew because you're a savant and you have ESP. Jay likes to tell me he has ESP and can read my mind. Maybe you knew that the Packers had so much momentum and had been playing their best football, Jordan Love specifically, playing his best football Last eight games, what were the numbers? 18 touchdowns, one interception. Except the Cowboys weren't playing bad football. And they earned the number two seed by winning the NFC East. They played their way into a division title. So maybe you saw it coming, but I'm going to say not so much. I was stunned, not because the Packers won, so don't misunderstand me. I wasn't stunned because Green Bay won. That is what happens when you're a team that has a ton of momentum and a lot of times when you have nothing to play for. There was zero, that sounds odd, you have a Super Bowl to play for. But there are no expectations. The pressure was on the Cowboys, not on the Packers. And that weight sits differently. But I did not see this coming. Again, not surprised the Packers won. But relatively speechless when the Packers went up 27-0 in the first half. And don't for a second look at the final score and think, oh, well, okay, maybe it was competitive. No, no, it wasn't. Not even a little bit. Dak Prescott, the Cowboys offense, C.D. Lamb, they padded their numbers late. This was a bloodbath. It was a bloodletting at the hands of the Green Bay Packers. So all hail the NFC North and the Packers being one of the last teams to get into the playoffs. And I have to mention it again. I can't help it. This time last year, They were on the outside looking in. They had a 
win and get in scenario. They had a play your way into the postseason scenario with the game at Lambeau Field against the Lions. And they lost. This year, win and get in. It's not flexed to Sunday Night Football because, you know, it's not Aaron Rodgers. But it is Jordan Love, and he has made the team in the locker room, the huddle, his own. Yeah, how about the NFC North? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Love to hear from you on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Then also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We'll see if we can throw a post or two up on Facebook. Your Monday MVP. I don't know if we should wait until the final two playoff games. I don't know. Jared Goff, Jordan Love. This might be a tough competition. Who else would you throw in there? Rasheed Rice of the Kansas City Chiefs. And then maybe going back to the first game of the weekend. Gosh, that's tough as well. Because you had two different guys with the pick sixes off Joe Flacco. Maybe it's the Texans defense. I, I CJ Stroud was amazing. What are we going to go all quarterbacks? Eh, Pat didn't play terribly, but he got more attention for his broken helmet than he did for anything else. <laughs> Pacheco might not have had the overall amazing numbers, but he was running fierce last night. He was, and I'm sure it was cold with every step. We'll get to the bitter cold in Kansas City, the record cold for a playoff game at Arrowhead. And, of course, we will talk about the whole Peacock phenomenon because it did turn out to be a banner night for the Peacock Network and for NBC. I don't know how many of them were Swifties, but I do know it set a streaming record. And we'll talk Browns and Texans. Even more impressed with the Texans. But as a side note, just the fact that Cleveland was in the playoffs is a big deal. And not to be overlooked. The leadership, the veteran leadership on that team, including Joe Flacco, As frustrating as it may be for Browns fans to watch it go up in a puff of two Flacco pick sixes, you know as well as I do the Browns aren't in the postseason without Joe Flacco. That sounds weird. But yes, it's the truth. So again, find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Evidence of, of a little bit of my weekend. You can check that out yourself. And then under our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. So we've talked about the Lions victory. Love to hear from you, Lions fans. Oh, gosh, unless you're also angry Michigan fans who won't let it go, don't call Aaron. 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Still, though, if you are a a double-double here as a Lions and Wolverines fan, if you claim both, Man, what a week for you. What a week for you. The last time since for the Wolverines and the Lions, both going back to the 90s, so the previous century. Hey, you know what my nieces tell me all the time? The 90s are back, Auntie Amy. Yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. (laughs) In fact, the music at our wedding reception is evidence of that. It was almost all 80s and 90s. So let's talk about the Cowboys and the Packers now. This the marquee game on Sunday afternoon and 
from the jump, the Packers, we should have known, by the way, when they chose to receive the opening kick, the majority, I don't know what the numbers are, but the vast majority of NFL teams who win the coin flick, a flick, it is a flick, who win the coin flick, they elect to defer, get the ball to start the second half, and play defense first. Nah, not the Packers. Why would you do that? Instead, play to your strengths. You want to beat a team at home and take their crowd out of it? Well, then you figure out a way to race out to a lead. You figure out a way to get on top first. It's that way in any sport when you're trying to silence a raucous crowd. And Green Bay did exactly that. Receiving the opening kick, using the next eight minutes with the ball. That was a long drive. But the end result, exactly what they wanted. Reed in motion to the right, turns back the other way. Here's the handoff, Aaron Jones blasting up the middle, riding the way to the end zone for the touchdown. Aaron Jones off right tackle. And he takes the football and passes it to a group of Packers fans right below us. Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. Yeah, heavy Aaron Jones on that first drive. And this was key. For Aaron and for the Packers to be able to establish the run. You could tell they wanted to early on. Now Aaron's second touchdown of the first half follows a Dak Prescott interception. Of course it's Jair Alexander. Could the man have had a more dramatic month? Has anybody in the NFL had a more dramatic month than Jair Alexander? Where were they when he... Walks out to midfield, uninvited, not a designated captain. They go into overtime. I forgot where they were because it it was an area where he was from. So he had friends and family there. You have to look it up for me, Jay. He ends up nearly screwing up the coin flip in overtime. And then after, after he claims that he was doing what he wanted and there was no big deal, he gets suspended for a game. It was against uh, the Panthers when they were in Charlotte. That's right. He's okay. from the area. That's and the right. coach didn't make him a captain. And yeah. He was upset. So he, he d- ignored the fact that he wasn't a captain. He goes out to midfield for the coin flip. He nearly screws it up with the wrong terminology. <laughs> he needs to give clarification to the, to the officials. They go with it, even though really he said the wrong words. Then he gets suspended by his team. Then as he's prepping for this playoff game, he turns an ankle. (laughs) What a mess. And yet, he ends up with some physical defense on Brandon Cooks, who is fairly slight. He's short, and he's, he's relatively slight. And Alexander just muscles him. And from behind, snags that interception. This is early in the second quarter. That leads to the next Aaron Jones rushing touchdown. So before you can say Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, got to get their act together, the Packers are already up 14-0. And it did not end there. A 93-yard touchdown scamper. And the reason I say scamper is because this one felt quicker to me. It felt like they were in a flow. This wasn't methodical. It wasn't efficient. It was just aggressive. 
And Jordan Love goes six for six on this drive. I wrote it down. I remember I counted the passes and wrote it down. There was a 39-yard catch and run up the right for Romeo Dobbs. And then a target that he has pinpointed the last couple weeks. Love back in the gun with a play clock at one. Has the snap. Back to pass. Double pumps. Throws back in the end zone. And it is caught for the touchdown. It's Dontavian Wicks. Jordan Love backpedaling. Throws it up to Wicks who makes the catch. Back in the end zone. Two feet down. Beat Gilmore for the touchdown. A 20-yard strike. And the Packers have taken a 20 to nothing first half lead. Ryan Radke on Westwood 1. Oh, yeah, 27 to nothing. Are you kidding? I can't remember. I guess it would have been on TV because at that point I was I was watching on TV. I, I watched the entire Packers-Cowboys game on Fox. But the mention of last year's, so it would have been Kevin Burkhart, right? The mention of last year's game between the Chargers and the Jaguars. <laughs> And how it was also 27 <laughs> nothing, And how the Jaguars came roaring back. I don't know if the Packers had any nerves that that was going to happen. But you never want to let off the gas on the road, especially. The... That 93-yard touchdown drive to me was so critical. Hitting Dontavian Wicks in stride for the 20-yard score. I don't know if that was breathing room or not. I guess that was the that was the 20 to nothing, right? It was 20 to nothing. But then when the Cowboys get the ball back, the Packers just pile on. C.D. Lamb motions to the left side. Prescott on the shotgun. Pollard to his left. And he takes the snap, takes the handoff. Tight pocket. Throws it. Intercepted. Intercepted back the other way. It's going to be a pick six for third. No. Oh my goodness! Darnell Savage with his first interception of this season. Wow! The Cowboy fans are in shock. AJ is a good player, and you know Dak wants to get the ball into his hands. Um, I just read what I. I it's funny because I was I was kind of waiting for that all week at, at practice, that kind of thing. So um, when it came in the game, it was perfect timing. So I'm glad it happened when it happened. Dak kept trying to force the ball to C.D. Lamb. I know that C.D. ended up with some impressive numbers, nine catches for 110 yards. But he mentioned it after the game. He had drop passes. There were some passes. He didn't say force, but there were some passes that were forced to him. Is that on Mike McCarthy as the play caller? Is that on Dak Prescott? He's got multiple options. He's got some authority over this offense when he's on the field. As a veteran QB, he has to know what he's seeing. But after a relatively quiet first quarter, really for the entire Dallas offense, not just for CD, but he dropped a ball that was would have been a third down conversion on either the first or second drive. And so he wasn't, he he and Dak were out of sync, but he wasn't playing his best football either. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. So a clear path, 64-yard pick six for Darnell Savage. The call again with Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. And Dallas did manage a quick touchdown 
after that, right before they hit the locker rooms. But Dak almost got picked in the end zone again. With about 12 seconds to go, he nearly threw his third interception of the half. He was off. And I'm not sure if you've heard it yet, but his comments after the game, he knew he was off. He'll explain why. Jake Ferguson was really the highlight for the Cowboys. He caps that 12-play drive, and I wondered for a second there if maybe the Cowboys would use that as a springboard. I thought maybe that could be the key going into the locker room that might help them settle down, settle in. And they tack on a field goal right after the half, so they get 10 straight points, but then Green Bay answers. They set up a wing on the left side, love under center, motion to the left side by Watson. Jones the long set back, give it to Aaron Jones, picks his way up the middle, cross the end zone, touchdown! Aaron Jones doing it again to the Cowboys! Three touchdowns for Aaron Jones, 118 yards, and I know he was on and off the field, because of injuries this season, but the offense is better when he's out there. And his health coincides with the way we saw Jordan Love play in the second half of the season. The one moment that really seemed to be a microcosm of this game and how lopsided it was, broken play, Jordan Love's got pressure, They can't quite bring him down. They can't quite get to him. He's on his back foot. I think Micah Parsons was just about to smash him. And and Micah didn't get a flag, so good for him. He did knock Jordan to the ground, but he didn't go excessive force. But before Micah can get to Jordan Love, he launches a ball that kind of goes up in the air. It was an odd angle because he had the defense bearing down. But... Luke Musgrave, wide open, 38-yard touchdown, nobody around him. It wasn't just a broken play for the Packers. It was a broken play for the Dallas defense. So all around, really impressive performances for the Packers. And for the Cowboys, the most points allowed in their playoff history. Before this, it had been 38. Well, that record got blown out of the water. So why and how and who's to blame? That's the question. Congratulations to the Packers. They left no room for doubt. And they are thriving post Aaron Rodgers. Let's be fair. Good for Matt LaFleur. Good for Jordan, of course. I'm excited for Packers fans who in some ways were held hostage by Aaron Rodgers the last couple years. Okay. I know he won a couple MVPs. I get that. I'm not saying that the Packers made the wrong choice, only that it felt like a will he or won't he stay or go for a couple seasons. Remember the whole season, the offseason where he refused to talk to anyone? I mean, it, it was not that different from the way that Brett Favre handled his last few seasons in Green Bay. And so the uh, Cowboys, while this is disappointing for them, brutal, and you'll hear from Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, 
certainly Dak. This is a banner performance and one that sets the Packers up, I think, in terms of confidence, in terms of the potential moving forward. Why? Because they're the youngest team in the NFL. That can't be overstated. Youngest team in the NFL goes into a place where the Cowboys had it lost in 17 games. And in the postseason, they deliver their best performance of the year. Get me some oxygen. (laughs) Who is the After Hours Monday MVP? Jordan Love is definitely in the poll. So check that out on Twitter, After Hours CBS, our Facebook page too. Glad to have you with us. If you are off on Monday, well, you be ha-ha we. We're not. We're here. Wouldn't miss this wild card weekend. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Receivers left and right, wings to either side. Love under center takes the snap. Back on a play fake. Rolling left, flips his hips, throws back right. And wide open. Musgrave at the 15. To the 10, to the 5. Musgrave to the end zone. Touchdown, Packers. Love came out of the play fake. And Musgrave was all alone. Tossing it high to the ceiling. Musgrave waited for it to settle into his hands and runs to the end zone. A 38-yard touchdown, and the Packers have put up 40. It is Green Bay 40, Dallas 16, 127 to go in the third quarter. 
can't say enough how proud I am of everybody in the locker room. Um, you know, it's been a long season. Uh, we've been counted out a lot of the season. So um, just the way everybody keeps keeps battling, keeps competing, uh, getting better, and obviously putting on great performances like uh, tonight. So um, it's a great feeling. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That is the voice of one Jordan Love, a candidate for Monday MVP, of course. After his performance, get this, the quarterback rating, 157.2. That is near perfect. 157.2 for Jordan in his playoff debut. 16 for 21, 272 yards, and three touchdowns. And Matt LaFleur really impressed with his young QB, especially on that TD rope to Dontavian Wakes in the second quarter. What a moment for him. Um, to me, that was a big-time play. It just shows the growth that he's had uh, from his first start versus KC to now. Just so proud and happy for him. He is, he, he is he's a dude. He is a real dude. <laughs> We believed in him from the beginning. We know it's a process. Is that's not all on him. While we couldn't pick up a first down, you know, it's all eleven across the board. We all got to be on the same page, and um, I think you just see see that happening now, where we're all on the same page. We knew it would take time, and you would hear me during the season and other players. We're out, we're right there. We're right there. We're right there, and um, we've been able to get over that hump. That's the voice of one Aaron Jones, who, as they say, really provides a different anchor to the offense when he's healthy and when he's out there. And he's one of the longest tenured Packers now, right? Because of the turnover they've had. He's one of the old dudes. Uh, Matt LaFleur calls Jordan Love a dude, but you need some old dudes, some old guys in your locker room who understand what it means to be a Packer. So it's a stunning win, not only for the points that were put up and the way the Packers were aggressive and grabbed control from the start, but also how poorly the Cowboys played. Give the Packers a ton of credit. And as Matt said, they went into the locker room at halftime. He asked them what the score was. They said it's 0-0. So that's got to be the mentality, right? When actuality, it was a 20-point advantage for the Packers at that, at that moment. It certainly does help when, for the most part, everything you hear, the analysts, the insiders, the experts, well, they're all talking about the other team. I think it's just noise on the outside. Um, I think that's what everybody looks at it in the locker room, just outside noise. Um, we're not worried about it. You know, we keep coming out here and, uh, you know, showing what we're about. So that's, that's all we're going to do. Got to love the poise. And the number of times that Dallas nearly got to him. If I remember correctly, he wasn't sacked at all. The number of times that they nearly got to Jordan Love and just couldn't quite bring him to the ground, just couldn't quite get that sack. It hit him a couple times, but never could finish up. And you can point to Dak Prescott, and we will, when I ask you who's to blame, when I answer the question, Dak himself will explain why he was off in this game against Green Bay. And you can point to Mike McCarthy and say, well, that play calling sucked. They were held scoreless in the first quarter. They were already in a hole. Who's calling the plays to CeeDee Lamb and forcing the football? Although, ultimately, it's Dak that throws it. 
But none of that explains why the defense got carved up. I said this earlier to producer Jay. They got shivved. The defense, they got knifed. And I don't mean that to be a joke. If I'm a member of that Cowboys defense, I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm humiliated. In my own arena, my own stadium, with those fans waiting to go nuts, so they never really had a chance. They never really had a chance. Jerry Jones at one point turned his back on the field. So I'm not sure how you can blame the defense getting carved up on Dak Prescott. He had plenty to do with it. And yes, the coaching staff did not have these guys ready to play. I was watching, shoot, I guess it would have been, well, it would have been Sunday Night Football, right? So it, they, I flipped over from Fox to Sunday Night Football to get ready for the game. And is it Jason McCourty? Shoot, I guess, it would, Jay, one of them's on, on Good Morning Football and NFL Network. The other one is now on NBC. I once did an interview with the McCourty twins and I made them promise that they wouldn't fool me. That they wouldn't try to pretend like they were the other brother because they really do look identical. Of course. It was Devin on Sunday Night Football. And Devin said, in response to the speculation about Bill Belichick stepping in for a fired Mike McCarthy. You're going to hear from Jerry Jones. But the, the speculation in Dallas... Maybe even the hope in Dallas. I can't speak for Cowboys fans, though I'd love for you to speak for yourselves. Is that Mike McCarthy gets fired. Don't ask me why you would want Mike McCarthy to get fired, but he gets fired. And Bill Belichick steps in. And what Devin said is, I can guarantee you this. They would never come out flat for a playoff game. All right. Certainly... Bill Belichick has a reputation for preparation. But I don't know how you can so easily dismiss what Mike McCarthy has done as the leader of this team. And if you're, again, if you're going to be pointing fingers, should Dan Quinn bear some of the blame here? He's the defensive coordinator who's about to go through all these interviews for other jobs. 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Who is to blame for this Dallas debacle other than the Packers? You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Jordan Love takes and drops to a knee, and that will do it. The youngest team in the NFL, the little team that could, came into Big D and take out the Cowboys, 48-32, and move on to the divisional round of the NFC playoffs. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. 
The voice of Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. They escaped the snow in Green Bay. And I know this because my Uncle Tom lives just south of there. And they had 10 inches of snow already on Saturday and were expecting more. So the Packers got away from the snow, got to Dallas, where admittedly it is cold, but no snow that I know of. They do have snow in Oklahoma City, though, so that I know. Um, But the Packers do much more than escape the cold weather. This wasn't just a little side break. This was a business trip, and they were all business from the start. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Still have to hit the AFC from Saturday. Uh, not the AFC from Sunday because we didn't get the Bills and the Steelers. That's coming up at 4.30 Eastern time. So just over 12 hours from now, 4.30 Buffalo time on Monday afternoon. And even though travel is still treacherous and they're still trying to dig out of snow, uh, for those of you who are in the Buffalo or Western New York area, I'd love to hear from you on Twitter or 855-212-4227. The governor of New York, she's not just the governor of New York City, but the actual governor of New York indicates they will not be pushing the game again. So it is a go on Monday afternoon, and that means we have a doubleheader Saturday, doubleheader Sunday, and now a doubleheader on Monday. we got to sleep fast. (laughs) Who's to blame for the Dallas debacle? That's what I'm calling it. Dallas debacle yes we give all the credit in the world to the Packers they were a buzzsaw and they deserve to win this game you don't always say that in sports right that the team who ended up winning deserved to win the Packers did and the Cowboys deserve to lose but who's to blame Is it Mike McCarthy? Because there are a lot of people talking about how Mike should be fired as punishment. Very disappointed uh, to a man. Um, uh, I don't think anybody saw this this coming. I mean, you got to give Green Bay credit. Uh, They came in there hot. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And this, um, what you saw on film over the past month, um, you know, they executed and we didn't. Frustrated, as you just said, is the, the great word my, for my play. Uh, the way that we came out here and we, we started this game uh, and then just shocked, honestly. Um, from the beginning of the game, uh, 
yeah, we got beat. There's no other which way to, around it, no way to sugarcoat it. Um, obviously, I didn't play well, uh, and shock. Dak Prescott mentions himself and that he is shocked. Couple of interceptions, four sacks, passes that were forced to CD Lamb, passes that weren't on target. He didn't get a lot of help, but he definitely bears some responsibility. So why was he out of rhythm? Maybe my mind was moving, which I think in that sense a little faster than, than my body was, right? Uh, just being prepared um, and, yeah, getting from one to another, maybe maybe a second too fast or half a second too fast. And uh, with that, right, the ball jumps a little bit more. I know it may sound crazy. He's actually giving you an answer that makes sense to him. And the reason I say it may sound crazy but it's not is because it happens to me. When I get excited about a show or when I've got a, a, my mind that's racing, a lot of times my mind and my mouth end up out of sync. And so my brain is on one word or one phrase, one thought, and my mouth is doing something completely different. I know it sounds ridiculous, but there is a disconnect. So I can understand what he's saying. His mind is racing ahead. He's thinking about the next play, the next progression, the next check, the next whatever it is. And instead of focusing on the moment at hand, keeping his mind mentally focused and locked in on what he's doing right now, his mind is ahead. And that can definitely leave him out of rhythm. What about Jerry Jones? What about where this loss in which the Cowboys gave up more points than any playoff game in their franchise history because, you know, we have to rank it. Where where does this one belong, Jerry? I don't have, uh, uh, really, I can't reach back and look at a playoff loss, uh, uh, but this uh, seems like the, uh, the, the most uh, painful uh, because uh, we all had such great expectation and we had hope for this team. I think that's the part that's so hard for teams that even Miami, and we'll talk about them coming up at the top of the hour, the Dolphins felt like they had so much more potential than falling out of the AFC East division, not winning that crown, the number of pass rushers they lost, the number of guys that weren't available down the stretch. They felt like they had a lot more to offer their second year in the playoffs under Mike McDaniel than a first-round exit again. Right? So that definitely is painful when you feel like there are higher expectations. But as much as people might, for maybe a nanosecond, sympathize with Jerry Jones, what people really want to know is what about Mike McCarthy's future? The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was, do we get to play here again next week? And we can't. And that could have happened by a point or it could have happened the way it happened out there. And that's all I'm thinking about and that's all I've thought about. I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're we're disappointed. Um, I got a whole whole team in the, in the locker rooms that's, that's hurting. And uh, that's, you know, I, I haven't thought past, you know, the outcome of this game. I've had the season that I've had because of him. Um, we, this team has had the success that they've had because of him. And 
Uh, I understand it's about winning the Super Bowl, and and that that's the standard of the league, and damn sure the standard of this place. So um, I get it, but add me to the list in that case. I appreciate Dak, and I agree with him. This was Mike McCarthy's first year calling plays for Dak Prescott, and and he gave Dak a little more authority, more autonomy, a little more freedom. This is the best year Dak's ever had as a pro. I actually called him the MVP, or at least one of the top two candidates last week. He had a brilliant season, and I know it does not amount to a hill of beans when it comes to a postseason loss, the number two seed, and you're out already. I get it. It should be painful. It should be disappointing. Should it result in Mike McCarthy's firing? I say no. And and I've got a couple of reasons, but the one that to me means the most is that he and Dak worked incredibly well together. You're going to start all over again when you finally got the best season of Dak's career? I know he played poorly. And again, the defense stunk. That's not on Dak. I get it. This couldn't be more of a disappointment or a choke job. But does that mean you start all over again because you're so sure it's going to get better with a different coach? Dave is listening in Chicago. Dave, you got about 90 seconds. Welcome to After Hours. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, And congratulations on your uh, recent nuptials. Thank you. Um, I think for me, um, whether... It should be or shouldn't be the case. I don't think the Patriots should have let go of Belichick either. But I think they will make a change here. And I think in the case of Dallas, you know, Belichick has already come out and said that he was willing to relinquish some of the GM kind of responsibilities. And I think both these guys have to kind of reclaim their legacies a little bit. And they're both getting pretty on in years and Belichick is not going to go to a place where he has to rebuild. And in this instance, he's got a stud quarterback, a stud running back, a stud tight end, a stud wide receiver, a stud linebacker, pretty good roster, pretty good fan base. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I I, I, I I think that's probably the way it's going to go down. Interesting. Whether, whether I agree or don't agree, I, I got gotcha. that's probably the way it's going to go down. Interesting. Well, you're not alone in thinking that it should go down that way, Dave. We'll see what happens with Mike McCarthy. Thank you so much for your phone call. Good to talk to you in the Windy City, where I wonder if Bears fans are rooting for the NFC North and their rivals or against them, because two of them won this weekend and moved on. We're halfway through. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 